Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So Brittany Shaw, thank you so much for meeting with us here in New Orleans to talk to us about your passion, which is art. And I know that there are so many different levels and aesthetics and styles. Can you explain your style that you're that you're loving? And and I see the pictures behind you here that, you know, have just incredible drawings of hair. Yeah. Talk to um, us about that. I guess like for me, like what I coined the name for these is called hair portraits. Um, so it's a hybrid of um, hyperrealism and abstraction, and so rendering the hair in a like photorealistic, hyperrealistic manner, and then like omitting the face. And um, the whole idea is uh, when I was in college, I had a professor tell me um, to really engage your audience, don't insult their intelligence by hand feeding them. So give them enough that they can write their own story. And so I give them incredible amounts of detail within the hair but omit the person themselves. So they're really filling in who the portrait is and what it's about. Um, and I really kind of came to this in a really unusual manner and like we were chatting about it. Um, I had uh, been working in a, um, as an art assistant working on someone else's works and um, they told me that you know the work was great but I needed to do it faster. Um, and so I started doing uh, drawings of people's hair because I figured if I could draw hair then I could do anything. And I started showing the works to colleagues and other fellow artists. And um, even though they're only graphite, black and white drawings, they were able to identify the age, the you know, social economic background, uh, the gender of the person, um, and sometimes even the hair color without being prompted of any information of the person's true identity. And so it made me realize how much hair communicates who we are as a person, or sometimes more importantly, who we want to be, especially delving into um, like the African-American culture with a lot of women using hair relaxers and straightening their hair to emulate white hairstyles. Um, it's just a very fascinating uh, venue to venture into um, how important it is. And historically it always has been important like in many different like parts of the world to like to show uh, that you're mourning someone, you cut your hair off, you know. Um, during World War II, the first thing when the Jews were taken to the concentration camps, um, they shaved their heads to erase our identity. So hair is a very important part throughout the world of who we describe ourselves to be as people. You know, when I look at these paintings here, these drawings, this art here, I, I think geisha girl. Like, I think that the, that the female is Asian. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Is she Asian? Yeah. So this but, is my friend Tiffany, um, and this piece is actually me. And what I was doing is I was like, well, I can convey like that, like, you know, that kind of the identity. I'm like, let's see if I can do emotion. And so I actually was putting people in bathtubs and setting up like a ladder and photographing them and then getting them wet and then bringing them out and then, you know, onto a floor and drawing with hair around them, trying to figure out if I can create like emotive qualities within the work as well without having no facial expression. What is the color actually done with, though? Because I can't tell. It's, like it's color pencil. 
Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. So where did this passion for art start for you? Because, you know, I have a lot of audience members who maybe want to give art a try or maybe they know they're kind of good at it. But where did this start for you? Um, for me, I'm very, very blessed because, I mean, since my earliest age, like I wanted to be an artist. Like ever since I was in kindergarten, I had a piece in an art show my entire life every year. Um, and I was really in a great environment where my family fostered that. And, you know, they're like, you do, you know, do that. So if anyone wants to engage art, I mean, just do it. There's no question. Just do it for yourself. You don't need to have, you know, someone else telling you that you're good. If it makes you feel something, engage it. What's the hardest part about it for you? Um, it's a very monastic lifestyle. For what I do, it takes a tremendous amount of time and I need to spend a lot of time alone to execute it. Um, so especially in the digital age where people are doing digital paintings and a lot of photography, this whole idea of these really, these large pieces that have a tremendous amounts of time spent on them um, is kind of like fading out. And so I kind of feel like a dinosaur almost. Um, you know, I look back at the Renaissance and people would spend five years painting on a painting and it was acceptable versus now it's like you're expected to create as much work as your Instagram refreshes. And that's just physically not possible, but I'm unwilling to give up the love of actually the creating of the artwork to meet that kind of demand. So that's where I really struggle with. What do you think you've learned about yourself through this? Oh my gosh, like who I was as a person. <laughs> Because you just have to sacrifice so much and you realize what's important to you when you slowly just start cutting away everything in your life to make your dream come through. You find out like the foundations of your you know, own personal like moral compass and what identifies you as a person. Um, even if you're no longer in a particular environment, like I just recently relocated down here to New Orleans and realizing what part of me um, was made from New York and what part of me is still here despite changing like drastically geographically location to like New Orleans it's like really intense so yeah do you have a most memorable piece um, I think one of the very first art pieces and everyone loves it and I, I love it too but it also haunts me because everyone's like oh this piece and and that was the one that everyone immediately knew who it was. It's like, oh, it's a rich white woman from the West Village with a blowout. And it's like, I love it because it was one of the very first pieces and it was the first time I had, um, not the first time, but one of the first drawings I had done and it was like recognized. And I was really afraid of doing this style. Like I thought someone, everyone would think it'd be really weird. They're like, why are you limiting the face? It's so weird. What's your obsession with hair? Like, ah. Um, but I was really excited because everyone really embraced it and that kind of got the ball rolling. And it was for, it was a commission piece for a client and um, I remember they're like, oh, I want a portrait. I'm like, can I do what I want? And they said, sure. And they gave me that freedom and that trust that really gave me the self-confidence to pursue my work as an artist. Which is funny because when I saw your work and I saw all this hair too, my first question to you was, are you obsessed with hair? Like, I know. Is there... But, but as, because I'm a writer and I get everything they're saying about how pieces take time. And even, you know, in the world of writing, people with oh audio books and like, I get it. I totally understand. And when I saw your work, though, I did wonder what the fascination with hair was. But after I started, because I, I saw your work online before we met, and, you know, once I got over how amazingly detailed the hair is, because that's what stands out or stood out to me, then I started looking at the shape of the face and wondering who the person was. You know, and that's why when I was looking at this picture on the right over here, I was like, 
like her person, she looks Asian. Yeah. Like I could feel, and that's the story I created for that picture. And I, you know, I can see totally what you mean about peeking, you know, not giving them too much, you know, and letting them create their own stories, just like every other piece of art. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so amazing. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give people who kind of want to take that, that risk and that leap like you did? You, like you said, you know, you took a leap in creating an art that was true to you, but focusing on hair, like you thought, what are people going to think of this? Like, you know, what, what kind of advice can you give other people about going through that fear? Um, there's like two parts advice for that. Um, like one is like a very, um, business kind of advice that I've given and also like an emotional, emotional speaking. Um, the more you're rejected, the better you'll get. Um, so don't fear rejection. Um, because if it's not a good idea, then don't continue with it. And sometimes you're so close to your own work, you can't see that. And you need to have other people around you say it's not good. Or it's the case where you're doing work and everyone's saying it's not good. And then you know that there's something in there and it, it just pushes you to create something so everyone else around you could see the magic in it that you see. Maybe it's not in that particular piece or that style, but it's in there and you have to unearth it. And it's through that, that evolution of growing with the work that you will find it. Um, so get rejected a lot. It'll do you good. Like we all, if you feel sad about everything, just call your mom. That's what moms are for. You know, they'll help you through it. You know, um, secondly, um, within the digital age, um, this is something I wish I had done, uh, especially with the early works. Um, it goes like wildfire. Um, my works went viral and I had no copyright on them. Um, and they were illegally printed all throughout the world in phone cases, t-shirts, and I had no power to control that. Um, and now the market is hyper-saturated with my images, so it's a little bit more of a struggle to try to um, get it out there when people have already seen it and actually get paid for it. So I would highly recommend don't post to Instagram, don't post to Facebook um, before you have the works copyrighted and it only costs 50 bucks and you could do it online through um, newyorkgovernmentcopyright.com or .gov. $50 and it will save your life. Such great And it will, it will protect you. Um, there's a uh, great book, um, The Copyright Zone, that I recommend every single artist to research and read. It tells you how to protect yourself. Um, it also tells you how to respond to the stupid things people say. They're like, I took it down, it's not a big issue. It's still an issue. Um, things like, oh, we're so glad, we didn't know who the artist was, but we, we're glad that we found you. It's a total BS lie. They were just trying to get away with using it without getting caught. It's a great book. It's an easy read um, and will save you in the long run. That's excellent advice. Is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you'd like to share? Um, I don't think so. So final thoughts. Um, everything in life is like a work in progress and Foresight is 100% in hindsight, and I'm really excited to see how my life's going to look when I get to the last page. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> is, tell everybody how they can check your work out. Um, you can visit me at BrittanyShaw.com. Um, I'm working on a new series of work that's not going to be released for a couple months because of the copyright issues. I'm getting it all copyrighted at present, um, but kind of stay tuned. There's some really big, exciting things on the horizon. Congratulations. I'm really excited to check it out. Hey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. 
If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.